Hi, we're back, ain't we? Yeah, you guys missed us. I know you guys missed us because we've been hearing so much feedback and you guys have been waiting and it's not my fault. I just want to say that. It's not my fault. Whose fault? I don't know whose fault, but there's only two of us in here and it's not my fault. So do the math. Well, it's only two of us in here. No, it's two of us and you guys. It's not my fault, so it's between you and her. <laughs> I said what I said. But it's good to be back with you guys again on season two of Making Sense with the Honorable Losing. Making progress. Absolutely. Should we change the show to Making Progress? Nah, no. nah, nah. Hell no. Because we're still going to be making sense. Yeah, and as always, every episode will have something to banter about. And you guys will have an opportunity to, you know, um, let us know what you think. Just drop your comments on the various platforms you're listening to us from. And just let us know what you think. Let us know your thoughts. And let's just enjoy this ride together my people yes so baby what we talking about today so today's topic is unnormalizing suffering unnormalizing suffering so babe if i understand it means this episode is all about helping people to no longer normalize suffering right and that yep. means there's a lot of things we do which are equivalent to suffering, right? But it's like it's become a norm and we can we 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 um sort of cannot find a way to come out of it and 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 all of that. So that's what we're trying to talk about today. Yep. We, suffering should not be normal. Okay, calm down, calm down. Let we'll be right back after this break. Okay, we're back. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> This is going to be a very heated topic. No, because no. Are we putting it in the oven or in the microwave? How, oh could, how could it be heated? Oh, my God. Anyway, <laughs> this is going to be a very spicy topic. How is that one better? I love spicy. <laughs> is it teriyaki? Oh, my God. Teriyaki is not even spicy. What no, the? I mean, it could be <laughs> spicy teriyaki. Topic. <laughs> this is going to be one of those topics because... It's something that, like, when you think back on it in your life, you'll know that you've been normalizing suffering in too many aspects of, of your life. And to really, like, remove that mindset is going to take a lot to work. Like, you're going to have to work on it for a while to really get out of that mindset. You're going to have to work on it with purpose. Like, purposely not do something, even though it might feel a little uncomfortable. Mm. What do I mean? Let's give examples, right? Um... Where should we start from with an example? I mean, fire on. No, you're not going. No. Eh. Okay, so, okay, so let's 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 do it like this, Seth, Seth, Seth. Even before we give the examples, right? So people will understand exactly, you know, what it is. I, I want to ask, babe. Um, before we get into these examples, um, what what is it like? Uh, what what are these things we call, you know, suffering? And I guess this will now lead us into the examples we're trying to 
talk about, you know, because when we talk about suffering, we don't necessarily mean poverty because when you hear the word suffering, you probably think of somebody who doesn't have money, who's broke, doesn't have a job, or you think of someone who's suffering in their health. That's not necessarily what we're talking about here. Mm -hmm. We're talking about decisions you make and, you know, look at it this way. The society, for example, plays a huge role in this suffering we're talking about. So speaking about the examples now, babe, look at this. We know that in the African society, African culture, I've not lived in America for too long, so you'll be in a better position to to enlighten me about this. But in the African society, there's a certain age when a lady gets to that age, then they begin to say she's old, right? right? And so she's under pressure to get married. And it's not like she doesn't want to get married. But here's the problem. She's involved with a guy and she knows that, look, I... Me and this guy, we are not necessarily vibing on the same frequency, right? Right. And But because I don't want people to start saying I don't have plans for the future, especially as it concerns marriage, I'm just going to stick with this guy. At least I'm better off than other ladies my age who ain't got nobody. Mm-hmm. That is suffering because you are not happy. You're clearly not happy in this relationship. So right. why are you forcing it? Why are you trying to to make something that is not going to work, work because you guys are not agreeing or you guys are not, you know, like I said before, vibing on the same frequency. That's, that's an example. That's a great example because a lot of women really, really, really go through that. And it's like, you've seen the red flags, you've seen all that stuff, but then a lot of people will say, oh, well, is it starts out with this though. Sometimes that's what you have to go through. No, it's not. No, you do not have to go through that. I'm going to be the one to tell you today. You do not have to go through none of that. Perfect. Another example. Um, work. Ah. Sweetest example. Because a lot of people go to work and they're miserable. You wake up in the morning, you don't want to go there. So why do you go there? Ah, like. Uh, but they want to make money though. Ah. Uh, Who's money? Okay. Sell your soul for the money then. Okay. Give away your life for the money. Give okay. away your happiness for the money. Okay. And then at the end of the day, sleep with the money, eat the money, live your life with the money, and then you'll be unhappy. Do you know how many people have been making that same money and then killed themselves after because they were so unhappy making that money? And So you see this thing they call mental health? It is not exaggerated at all. It's really a big, big deal. And mental unhealth if there's any english like that if there's no english like that i've created one i said what i said (laughs) so when you are not healthy mentally it's simply because you are in a place where you're not happy and the truth of the matter is some people will tell you i can't i don't know why i'm not happy is a lie you know exactly what the hell is making you unhappy and the power to change that situation is actually in your hands yep Uh, let's use work for example so um those who know me well know that I'm, I'm big in the media. I, I, I did a lot of radio and television when I was back home in Nigeria. And in America, I've done a lot of you know writing. Now, when I was in Nigeria, I worked my first radio gig um, you know, in, in, in Lagos, Nigeria. I worked there for a few months. And I was not satisfied with the circumstances or with the with the work environment. Yeah, let me put it that way. Mm-hmm. I, I won't go into details, but I wasn't satisfied. And I had a decision to make. 
I was there for six months, right? And after the sixth month, I was, you know, I, you know how you start a job and they put you on probation in Nigeria. We call it probation, you know. Mm-hmm. And that period, you're supposed to show yourself and, you know, let everyone know how good you are, what you do. Let them see that they, they are actually making a good investment by bringing you into the company, right? Right. And at the end of the sixth month, I was supposed to be confirmed as a full staff, in which case my salary would be bumped up. You know, I'll have the privileges. No, I don't want to call it privileges. I have the benefits like the other uh, regular staff there. But at the end of the six months, I told them, now nah, I ain't coming here no more. So I left because I wasn't happy. Right. Now I got another radio job. I was as there for should. four years, right? Now, four years, at the end of my fourth year there, the job had become so unidirectional, monotonous. What do I mean by that? It was the same thing every day, every week, every month, every year. I grew so discontented with it and I knew I needed a change. And so I gave them the 30-day notice that, look, this will be my last uh, month here and i'll be moving now something you even try by giving them 30 no, days no, is the lo- uh, not today uh, i'm leaving sorry you're not gonna see me tomorrow miss mrs onobolu <laughs> you need to be coming down you really 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 because need to be coming imagine down. 30 days so for 30 more days uh, i'll no, be counting it's down it's fine you know you can actually leave immediately it's just that that your last salary you know go collect them so it's one of the two well, you either give them 30 day notice or they chop your salary and me that money ah I know they give anybody shing <laughs> So there was something common about both decisions to stop working at both places. It was the fact that I did not have an alternative at the time I resigned from both jobs. Okay. And that's another thing. That's something a lot of people call stupid. How could you leave a job when you don't have another job on the horizon, which you'll be switching to before leaving the job? I'm like, no, my happiness in this life is so important to me that I'm willing to pass through a little period where I don't have that job and I'm not necessarily making that money, but I am content with where I am because I am happy and I am at peace with myself. But guess what? I never had to wait for so long before I got a job. In fact, Mm. the second job, the last week of the 30-day notice I gave to them, right? Right. I got an opportunity to switch from radio to television. I didn't even know about it. Someone just mentioned it to me. I went for the auditions. You know, it's Nigeria. So it's those auditions where they already know who they are selecting. They just did it so that it won't be like they didn't do it. You get? Right. But then it was a white man who was um, the producer of the show. And he said, I know you guys have picked your people. But you see the guy in bow tie? That is my presenter right there. And that's how I got the job. Two weeks into that particular job, I got my gig to be the lead commentator, which is the lead, the play-by-play announcer for the Nigerian Basketball League, male and female. Now, I didn't know any of this was coming at the time I left my former job because I put my happiness and my peace above all of that. Mm. Now, this is not popular. Obviously, it's not popular, but it is what it is. But you got to know, you cannot normalize suffering. Society cannot make you do things that you will just be, you will do and you are not happy about it. It doesn't make any sense to me. Right. You, uh, you, you told me about your friend, Wojistin, remember? 
And I feel like one of the places I've always wanted to get to is a place where I'm doing stuff and I really don't give a crap what anybody thinks because this is my life. Now, I'm not saying I'm doing anything illegal or or anything bad. No, 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 no. Nothing sinful. But I am making (laughs) my own choices. Right making my decisions mm-hmm. and I'm not caring about anybody's mm-hmm. anybody's opinion. It yep. can be an opinion. You can say whatever the hell you want to say. Yep. And I'm trusting that I will get to that level in my life. Because to be honest, I find myself still trying to think if I do this, what will people say? Trying to be the popular guy. Right. But there's no sense in trying to be the popular guy at the expense of your own happiness. And I'm seeing people, babe, I've mm-hmm. seen people we even know one, our friend, who was in that mode, but broke out of that mode. And oh my God. She's living her best life. I'm living my best life. <laughs> I need to produce you. <laughs> Ow. But yeah. Um, she... <laughs> Ow. Yeah. But she's living her best life. And I love it because at the end of the day, you're sitting in a mold trying to make others happy. And it makes no sense because at the end of the day, you're not in your best form of happiness. Like, close your eye and do what's going to make you happy. It's only, it's for your own good. Like, it really is. And that even brings me to another topic of, um, why is it, I'm even going to bring my voice low because Don't I know bring it low I'm so going can to shake some you. tables. It's okay. I'm going to just shake the table real quick. Why is it that anytime something happens, the first thing people say is, for the sake of peace, Aye. just let it go. Shando! I want to know. I want to know. Because, I, you know, you think about it and like, first of all, whose peace? Mm. Whose peace is it for the sake of? Is it for the sake of my peace? Because at the end of the day, I'm going to go home. I'm going to think about it. I'm going to dream about it. I'm going to cry about it, depending on the situation. So is it really for the sake of my own peace? No, it's for the sake of your own peace. So... Why am I living my life for the sake of your peace? And then I'm and then me, I'm unhappy. I beg if you don't collect your peace and go and sit down in the gutter. <laughs> and you know, you raise a very compelling point that you know a lot of people will say, uh, yeah, but for the, the truth of the matter is, look, I've been there. And for a, a larger part of my life, I feel like I have lived my life for people. Yeah. Now there's nothing wrong in living your life for people. But understand one thing. At the end of the day, there's only one person who will bear the consequences of your choices and your decisions and your actions. And that person will be you. So, yeah. There are times where people have done things to hurt me. And normally, I I, I don't... I'm not a reactive person. Mm. I mean, I learned there's a huge difference between reaction and response. Right? right emotional people and there's nothing bad with being emotional but in the moment when you're emotional you're likely to react right. but when you are when you are when you are reasonable you are likely to respond mm-hmm. there are two different things right now i've been in situations where i just kept quiet people hurt me and i just moved on and it was okay and you keep thinking yeah it's fine you move on no wahala but a time is going to come where you would have to realize 
that you need to set some boundaries. Yeah. You need to set some limits. It's very important. I used to be the guy who will, you know, try to make everybody around me happy, which is a cool thing, right? Mm -hmm. Only that if you were the only one in the picture, then that's perfect. But you're dealing with people. You can only control what you do. You cannot control how they respond to what you do. Yes. And usually when they respond in a way that you don't like, it will not hurt you because you'll be like, but look at these guys. I was trying to actually make y'all very happy. I was trying to be good to you. I was trying to be good (laughs) to you guys. But at the end of the day, I'm having to suffer for trying to be a good guy. Right. And and that doesn't make any sense. You know, I, I just said, babe, I just said you one time about um, a particular meeting I had in my office where my my boss, my head of department was, you know, talking to those of us in our team. And he did a little questionnaire and, you know, he just wanted to know where our human relations were in the office. Mm-hmm. You know? And then he asked the question, who is the one person in this office that you can you can um you can really really uh confide in who are you closest to or who's closest to you in this office we're only five right i was the friendliest guy no question i was the one friendly with everybody guess what when the result was out hmm? everybody put every other person's name as the one they could rely on the most and trust (laughs) babe it shocked me die nobody mentioned my name i thought i was the good guy (laughs) so i put myself in a situation where i thought i was being a very great guy only to realize that i was just making a fool of myself Mm. as good as i thought i was the message those guys were seeing was that i could not be trusted Mm. and that hurt like hell Mm. lessons learned i promise you now Nothing can shock me anymore. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. It cannot shock me anymore. So what I'm trying to say, guys, is look, you know, our Bible that we study, yeah? Yeah. Says love your neighbor as yourself, not more than yourself. So your capacity to love other people is predicated on your ability to love yourself first because at the end of the day if you go out of your way to do for other people what you cannot do for yourself that's the beginning of hypocrisy yeah that's the beginning of sorrow why because they will begin to enjoy the things you did for them and even thank you for it but you will suffer the lack of that thing that you did for other people so there are times Mm. you need to withdraw and be like you know what I'm going to take care of myself. If I've been buying gifts for people, which is cool, it's time to buy something for myself. I'll still buy for you, but I'm going to buy for myself first. If I don't have it, why am I buying it for you? Hmm. Good. And this is not selfishness in any way. This is actually teaching ourselves how to love ourselves because if we were to ask a lot of people, what is that one thing you could fix in your life? You'll probably tell me, tell us that you would love to really love yourself more. Mm. You know, a lot of times you hear people say self-love, self-love. That thing is that thing is actually deeper than what it actually looks like. Yep. Because that's the reality. A lot of people do not even love themselves enough. You cannot normalize suffering. And I'm, I'm going to be very careful with what I'm about to say, but I believe that God gave each and every one of us a brain so we can think. 
for ourselves good and not be subjected to manipulation yep you know what i mean baby you cannot let anybody manipulate you what you don't want to do you don't want to do and you will not do and what you want to do you want to do and you will do and you if you like don't do it you know but all i'm trying to say is yo uh, this life is too easy. We're making it too hard. Like God is literally probably just looking at us like, hmm, see these people. I've given you everything. You're still you're still struggling. You're still making it hard for yourselves. Let it go. Stop normalizing it. It is not normal for people to talk down on you. It is not normal for you to feel sad in any capacity mm. of the sense. Like yep. it is not normal. Let it go. Like if anything makes you feel uncomfortable walk away let's start normalizing walking away like i'm going to walk away let's normalize not answering the phone i don't feel like talking right now i don't feel like talking to you so i'm not going to answer the phone i don't feel like responding to your text message you're not going to pressure me into doing that against my own happiness so i'm not going to do it let's start normalizing these things because at the end of the day nobody has you better than yourself right you cannot look for anybody's to have your back more than you will have your own back. And the way you treat yourself is how people will treat you. Oh, say, you say no, no, out- no, no, pause, pause. That one needs seconds to sink. <laughs> Please say it again. The way you treat yourself is how people will treat you. What you put out there, the confidence you radiate is how people will treat you. If you treat yourself like crap and then you want people to treat you good, in which world does that equate? Mm. You have to treat yourself good. You have to respect yourself. You have to... Think about yourself first. When people see that, they will think of you too. Because they'll see that this person is so confident. They don't really need, oh, what can I do for her? Uh. Like, what can I do? I, I want to be in her space because I see that she's radiating confidence. I mean, not everybody. Some people will be very intimidated. But those are people that you don't even need in your life in the first place. So, it's them that lost. Abby, there was a time when... I wasn't negotiating things when it had to do with my skills and my talents. Somebody would tell me, well, this is how much you can afford. I'll just be like, no, it's fine. Just bring it. I just want to get the job done. Lie, lie, oh, Kabula. It can never If it happen even tries again. to happen again. I'm even married now. So I have, a, <laughs> I have a principality whose hammer is on my head. Like, oh, God, <laughs> you're not making money for yourself. You're actually making money for me. My friend... Collect your money. What Me do you that mean? that wants to buy Gucci bag. <laughs> Gucci. Gucci. See your mouth like, like Gucci bag. I don't own, so I can't say it correctly. When I own it, I'll say it correctly. Ah, I like that. I like that. So now, I've put a premium on myself. People, you need to put a premium value on yourself. If you don't value yourself, ain't nobody gonna value you. And that's why they will use you. And that's you, on period. And they will dump you. Say it again. And that's on period. And now nah, I'm not supposed to say it's a girl's thing. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, so man, but period. You know? <laughs> so I hope you guys have learned a lot, a, a lot from what we've said. And I promise you, look, we might have cracked jokes, we might have laughed, but there's a reason why this is the very first episode of the new season. This is very, very dear to my wife and dear to me. And that's why we thought, look, we have learned our lessons. We have made our own adjustments. We are finding our own peace as it relates to the expectations, uh, in inverted commas, that society has placed on us. Also, so, yeah, society has placed on us. Yep. We have found our own peace 
and we don't want people to go through some of the things we have had to go through when we were single and now that we are married. You are responsible ultimately for your own happiness. Whatever brings you sorrow, if you cannot throw it away, walk the hell away from it. And don't look back. And don't feel bad. Exactly. Nothing. And whatever makes you happy, embrace it. There's a reason God put it there to make you happy. Yes. That is it. And on that note, we will be calling it a wrap. I'm glad we really started this season off on this note. Yeah. Because you will see from the rest of the episodes that we do this season that we are normalizing a lot of things and getting rid of a whole bunch of other things. So we hope that you'll join us this season to do that. And yep. as you do that, make sure you follow us on Instagram. At the Anabalus. Follow my husband's YouTube channel. Oh, oh uh, yeah. Thank you, baby. Basketball in numbers on YouTube. We'll talk more about that later on. Back to Instagram. Follow me on Instagram. At the Chi Anabolu. Follow my husband on Instagram. At the Ayotunde. No, 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 no. At Ayotunde Onobolu. Don't come and confuse me. <laughs> I'll tell my mommy for you. <laughs> Thank you very much, guys, for tuning in to episode one, season two of Making Sense with the Onobolus. I love you, baby. I love you, everybody. And we love YouTube. <laughs> we love you guys. We Don't love mind you me. Too. And we'll see y'all next time. Bye. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Mwah. Mwah. One more.